Your challenge, if you choose to accept it, is this. Let's go, let's go! Show up on day one, work out with us for 30 minutes, feel good right away. Yo! Repeat five days a week for three weeks. Three weeks? Five workouts a week. We're body, and we call that a body block. You pick the block, and you're going to love the experience. On week four, this part is really important. Take the week off. Seriously, we mean it. Rest, go on vacation, or try something new. Maybe some yoga. Notice you're not holding on to any tension here. Or a dance class. Get sexy with it, daddy. You do you. And then start again. Be committed to this process. Choose a new body block each month. Get a new challenge each month. Have fun every day. Avoid burnout. You're not going to quit on yourself today. This is how you reach your goals. You win? There is nothing that we can't do if we work together. Sign up for your first body block today. Visit body.com for a free trial. That's B-O-D-I dot com. Are you ready to get started? Real Moms of Bravo. Real Moms of Bravo. Real Moms of Bravo. Real Moms of Bravo. Happy Friday. We say that every time. I'm assuming you listen on Friday. What a week. Uh, let's dive in to Beverly Hills. Um, a lot to unpack this episode. It kind of, I thought it kind of started out slow and it really ended with a bang. But let's start with Lisa Rinna's garage, which is full of treasures. Full of treasures and apparently is her only storyline <laughs> aside from Rena's beauty, Rena's beauty. But I mean, I like laugh that she says that Harry Hamlin is cheap when he buys her like what, like $20,000 dresses. Like, I don't think anyone who spends that much on a gift can be labeled as cheap. No. I mean, also maybe he's frugal or maybe he just is very like mindful of his money. Like it seems like he likes to grow his food instead of buy it. But I don't think someone who, I would say a somewhat successful actor, he's been on a lot of great series. It's not like he's won like Oscars and necessarily like, a list, but they live in a very nice home in Beverly Hills. Like, I don't think he's cheap by any standards. No, not at all. I, and I, uh, I'm losing my <laughs> guys. Sorry. The, the caffeine is starting to kick in, but with Amelia and Delilah, it felt like very staged. There oh. were interactions there and trying on the dresses. It did kind of make me laugh that they're trying on these fancy ass dresses in a garage. Like I would at least brought them inside the house. You notice we're never in Lisa's house. I think she's very private. I mean, we really only see her kitchen um, and her backyard. Yeah. And a part of me is like, maybe because she's such a germaphobe and COVID. Anyways, that's I think it's more just, I'm guessing like, I don't think Harry dislikes the show. I just think it was probably like a condition. Like I'm willing to be on it occasionally. They can be in our kitchen. I don't want them in my bedroom. I don't want them in my living room. I don't want them in like my basement. And so we really just see her outside. I felt like the thing with the girls was so staged. And I feel like it was one of those things where like Delilah and Amelia are like, well, hey, like we want to be part of the show. We want to make money from being on the show. Most of these kids, that's why they do it. So that was the best way, I guess, to just weave them in. But it felt very fake. And I feel like they were trying to push like is Amelia going to get married uh, or Delilah? I mean, uh, but of course, like the thing with Amelia and Scott was kind of vague. I don't know. I just felt like it was very, very, very forced. And I kind of even thought, you know, the thing with Kyle's daughter kind of felt like, and I get like, we've watched Kyle's daughters way more than Lisa Renna's, 
but I feel like maybe because of COVID, it just, it does feel like the kids are being brought in at very like odd times and it's more just like flashbacks. Oh yeah. A thousand percent. Someone that hasn't been brought in enough though is Crystal's house manager. I do love her. I love that she, you know, I've never had a house manager. I didn't grow up with one. I don't know what that interaction is like. I, if I had to envision it, I would picture somebody more like subservient and like, you know, it's kind of like, okay, ma'am, like, you know, and doesn't really like tell her like it is. And I love that she's like, your food's too greasy. That looks terrible. Like, I love that they have like a very honest relationship. And I think that's Crystal. I think Crystal's someone who appreciates and expects honesty, even if it's not what she wants to hear. And I think for me, it's helping me like really, really understand Crystal and get why sometimes she's so direct and bold with her, like the words she chooses to communicate with people. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, when you're that wealthy and you're so used to so many yes people in your life, I think it's probably nice. I don't know what it's like to be Crystal and live in her nice ass house, but I would imagine it's nice to have people who are willing, like, don't give a fuck. Yeah. That you are super wealthy and you live in this nice ass house and they're going to call you out regardless because they're being authentic. So I respect that with her. I respect that she seems to be very hands-on in the kitchen. Fabulous host. I mean, I want her to throw me that party. That party looked amazing. Well, she says she throws like two a week. So see if you can get on her rotation. (laughs) I I think that's a little bit of an exaggeration. I'm like, you're not throwing two events a week. No, I mean, I don't know yeah. that she is. Are you, but the party I mean, are you looks, Ramona Singer? <laughs> she, does she have 50 girlfriends? Is yeah. be the next thing. No, but I, I mean, the, I mean, the party looked uh, fabulous. But before we even got to the party, we had a little birthday party for Kyle Richards at EJ's house. I'm very excited to hear your take on this. Very forced, very staged. I love that it was at her house. Um, you know, and of course we see we before anyone has a party, They got to get their Dyson out and just really get after it on the vacuum. I'm like, this girl, she does not look like someone who's been vacuuming much in her life. Um, And I love how she's like, that's just how I am now. I felt like the whole thing, it just felt very much like this is a way for Erica to continue to kind of like spin her narrative and tell her story. I, I feel like with every episode, she tries to give us one little like more glimpse into what the life was so that we're sympathetic with her. But it also just makes me question it even more. Like even with this one, like she left Yolanda's house and then that he was asleep and she checked his phone and saw everything. Um, and I, I, just, I don't know. Like I just kind of like, well, then why were you telling everybody even after the divorce was announced that, that wasn't true, that there wasn't mm-hmm. another woman? You knew there was. It's very confusing in how she chooses to share it. And I think. Like we've all been saying, she's been very calculating in terms of how she presents herself on screen. But to me, like the gist of it, it sounds, she makes a lot of excuses for Tom. And when Kyle asked her, like, why wouldn't you leave? Like, I would be like, fuck you. Like, why wouldn't you want to leave? And she's, she's makes so many excuses. Like I can't, I couldn't leave Um, his lawyers. Like I can't do it. Uh, And to me, it sounds like without actually saying it, Seems to me like her plan was getting on housewives to make money and income for herself to maybe eventually leave, which we have seen is a trend for a lot of housewives, sadly. Um, women who have been so it. dependent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Noella is about ready to play the play this uh, 
plays yeah. in the playbook too. Yeah. And OC. I mean, it's like, it's very much women who have been so dependent on their husbands. They are like, oh, I want to be on reality TV. I can make my own money. And then they're probably thinking I, I can then leave you. So it's just, I just wish she would say that, but I know her lawyers would eat her alive if she said that. She just wanted to stay for the lifestyle. Yeah. I, I feel like, like I said, I don't think we're ever going to know the truth. I just, I don't buy what she's, what she's spinning. And I truly believe, I think Kyle might be a little bit more torn. I'm a little bit biased because I think Kyle's an amazing person. And I know not everyone agrees with me and that's fine. I think though, Kyle has a good heart. So I think Kyle's torn between, I want to be a good friend. I want to support a friend. Like Kyle said to her, like, I'm not just here in the good times when you're rich. I'm here for all of it. And Rena, I think is just blindly following her. Not really sure why um, there, there might be some motivation to that. We'll, that we'll talk about on Patreon, but I feel like these two are just trying to give her an opportunity to really be like, okay, we want you to look good this season. And honestly, I feel like production is in on it. We saw a deleted scene in which Sutton offered to give Erica money because she remembered being given that same advice. Like you need to have, you need to be, you need to have access to liquid funds. You need to have cash. If you're going through a divorce where you might not be getting money for a while. And if money is going to be what your ex-husband holds over your head, you're going to agree to stuff that isn't fair. And so I thought it was really interesting that Sutton offered that to her to kind of help take care of her. And I think just really looking out for her and being like, I've been there. I know what you're going through. And that got cut. And I feel like that getting cut actually made Sutton look like, hey, I'm trying to be a good friend, but I am, I am worried about my image. But I feel like production's like in on trying to make Erica look good. I don't even know. I am so, there's been so many little scenes that they've cut where I'm like, why the fuck did you guys cut this? It just adds more, more context to the story. Granted, I know they're doing a show. There's so much footage. There's probably so much even more like footage similar to that, that we aren't seeing. But did we um, need Rena's garage? I would have rather have this. Oh yeah, you're right. I I mean, I would much rather have had that. It's, it's very, very interesting. And it makes like everything else when you have that context, I'm actually surprised it hasn't come up at least in an argument. Maybe it will, and they will flash back to it. I don't know. I mean, we have a lot of intense arguments coming, especially next week, which we'll touch on towards the end of this. So who knows? It may come up, but it's very annoying that we're missing out on things like that. So we get to this amazing and fabulous party that Crystal is throwing. Say what you want about Rena. And I, and it's an, um, maybe an unpopular opinion. I respect her hustle. I um, think she's a very hardworking woman and I respect it. I think it's, I think it's kind of badass that she continues to reinvent herself from a business perspective. I think she also like, I think she's in on the joke. Like I think she's going to be selling wigs soon too. Uh, And the wig thing started because Brandy Glanville made fun of her hair and said like, you're a washed up actor with your nineties haircut. So then she started wearing these wigs everywhere and naming them. And it became like a thing with her and her lips. You know, people like talked about, you know, her big lips and how they're like, you know, overly done, which she's admitted. Like they are, they're definitely not natural. But then I think she's like, okay, I'm going to use this and I'm going to make a product off of it. Like I like people that are kind of in on the joke and she sees it as an opportunity to make money and you can't, I'm sure you can falter for that because there's people who don't like her, but I don't, I think it's, I'm like, good for you. I think it's kind of badass from that perspective. Like, like you said, she's in on the joke. Um, say what you want to run at. I will say like, we've discussed this last week. I have always kind of liked run this season. I don't agree with 
90% of the things that she's done and said or decided, but I can agree on the fact that she is a good businesswoman and I give her props for that. And we have tried Rena Beauty. She has sent us products as well. Um, my take on Rena Beauty, unfortunately, the, a lot of the shades sent to me weren't ones that I would have maybe picked to go with my skin tone. That's been but, my biggest issue. Um, I love like, so I will say product wise, <laughs> they did not pay us for this. We just got free shit. Um, the lipstick is magnetic. I think that's kind of cool. So that the, it always stays closed. All the kit, like it's all packaged nicely and like cute together and you get a, a lipstick, a lip gloss and a liner. And I think those colors, when you put them on, they all do like, match each other and complement one another. But I agree. Like I've gotten a lot of really like orangey and really brown colors. And as a, a pale, naturally fair skinned blue eyed girl, like it isn't the right color for me. Yeah. I've gotten like a bright pink set, which is not for me. Um, I, the only thing I did get that I really liked, I, I tend, I, I like the glosses more than the lipsticks. Um, so in each kit, it's a lipstick, a lip gloss and a lip liner. And I personally, I'm pretty minimal in my makeup. So the gloss is kind of like easy and go-to for me, but there was a dark gloss that I liked that has good coverage. The pigmentation is good. Um, I would say like in terms of smoothness, it's a little bit more sticky than I would like on that. Um, but the, the color is there. Um, yeah. So anyways, that's our little Plug. There you go. No and one asked for it. We're wondering. No one asked. Like we said, like, and it's keeping it real. We're <laughs> yes. keeping it real. This is, you know, if you're curious about the product itself, that's my take on it. I would say, like, you know, there's other brands that I've enjoyed more. For sure. And I actually prefer lipstick. Um, and it, it's just the colors. Like, I, if you are curious, the colors I like, feel free to DM us. We're free to share it, like, open to share it. We just for like with my coloring, I just didn't feel like any of the colors were great. Um, okay. So we're at the party where we really, really don't talk much about Rena beauty. It becomes hijacked by Doree who decides that she's going to go after Garcelle. And I kind of think she thought this was going to be her like shining moment this season. Like I am going to just go after the person that nobody wants to, or that, you know, everyone dances around some of the things that they're upset with Garcelle about, but nobody will directly talk to her. So Dorit goes for it. I, I kind of feel like she was, she's reaching, like she's trying to use examples of what, of everyone else. And that is why like, you know, Garcelle, I guess it's been like, a, it's been frustrating to be her friend, but I, other than her calling her out at the dinner, which she deserved to be called out for <clears throat> Garcelle, I haven't seen footage of her really doing the tiny jabs at Dorit. No, I, I think Dorit was looking for her storyline. We're in the season. She hasn't been on camera much. Um, I think she was looking for her moment. The fashion wasn't standing enough on its own. So she's like, you know what? I'm going to go after Garcelle. Garcelle's been, you know, in her accent, poking little jabs at me. I'm going to, I don't know why. (laughs) Actually, I started off pretty good. I'm going to go after Garcelle. So she failed. And I love that Garcelle, like, and Kyle kind of acknowledged us that she kind of goes on and on and on and on and on. And they brought up flashback moments of everybody's arguments with uh, with Dory and how she goes on and on and on and on and never gets to the point of what exactly she's trying to say. I mean, she kind of, I like when 
Garcelle's like, case in point, they had moved on to something else. The, the drama had shifted to Sutton and Erica, which actually that drama made sense. Like I, we all kind of wanted to see that play out more. We're going to see it next week. But then Dorit tried to like circle it back. And I think even Garcelle's like, Dorit, this is what we're talking about. It's we've moved on. We don't need to continue to have this conversation about something. You've made your point. Uh, I, I think my thing with Dorit that is kind of hard for me is I can't really figure out who she truly is close with. I don't think she's like best friends with Kyle. I do know they vacation together a lot. I think it's because PK and Mauricio really get along, but they have their, their issues. She's had issues with Erica. She's had issues with Rena. She, I guess now is having issues with Garcelle. She was at uh, Crystal's house, which felt a little weird to me that she just like randomly was hanging out with her. That felt maybe, stage, like Yeah. I, I think production's like you're filming at Crystal's at, at this time on the stage. And she's like, okay, fine. But I don't know if she really has like a true go-to best friend the way like Erica has Rena, no matter what, as we've seen. And she kind of still has Kyle. And I think Kyle and Rena always have each other's back. You don't really see them go at each other much. Dorit doesn't have that. So I think that's probably the reason why I'm like, I feel like she's really reaching here with Garcelle. Oh my gosh. She's definitely reaching. I think Dorit to me feels like a party friend. Yeah. Like kind of surface level, you know, you see her at parties. You always have a good time with her. She's always nicely dressed, but then like you surface. Don't wanna, yeah, yeah. You don't necessarily hang out with her and share like your deepest, darkest secrets. Or if you have a shitty day, she's not the first person that you call. It's kind of what Dariq is giving me, at least on screen. But yeah, that fight with Garcelle, she was definitely reaching. I love that Garcelle was like, fuck you for trying to bring up this fight again um, with between her and Erica. And she's like, Erica wasn't even upset. I mean, the fact that Erica kind of sat there like really quiet through all of that. She's like, we've moved on. Like, stop. Erica even admitted. She's like, she didn't, I never said don't tell anyone. So like, I mean, I think maybe Erica kind of thought like I'm sharing personal things, like maybe don't don't turn around and then immediately share it with the group. Um, But, you know, I think Erica even acknowledges like herself didn't technically do anything against Erica's wishes. I felt like it was very weird that Dorit was trying to bring it up and make it drama again when it didn't involve Dorit. And the only three people that really like listened to that conversation, apparently, allegedly, was... Garcelle, Erica, and Crystal. So no one exactly. else should really talk on it. Exactly. And I don't know if it was that argument or the next one that we're about to discuss, but I, Kathy gives us such great content in the sense, did you notice her doing her makeup throughout one well, of then, these fights? Yeah. Well, then Kyle brought it to attention. I will say, I think, I think Kathy sometimes just tunes out the drama unless she, like she's really like right there, like she was at the dinner party. But so after the, the, the lip Lena beauty party, I was like, Oh, okay. Like many, many years ago, that would have been the end of this episode. They would have drawn it out. We would have had another commercial break and they would have like fought again. And then we would have been like, you know, back at like this episode ending and we'd get a little preview of what's to come, but we still got more with this. And I really liked learning more about Kathy and Kyle's relationship. I was always really curious about why they had that friction and tension and weren't talking. And we only ever got Kyle's side of the story because Kyle was on the show and Kathy wasn't, wasn't filming. So I think for all of us who've been fans for a while, it was, it was kind of cool to hear the other side of it. Um, But I will say like, I was not expecting Kathy to get so emotional. Oh, no, not at all. I wasn't expecting her to get emotional at all. The TV trades, there's just a lot that was to digest in that moment. But I I like seeing these. It kind of makes me want to see Kim. 
You know, I feel like seeing Kathy, Kim makes so much more sense to me because a lot of Kathy's quirks, I feel like Kim has maybe a little bit like times five, but I I can can understand why they get along really well. You definitely see the big sister influence. Uh, And I'm sure, you know, Kathy and Kim are four years apart. And so, you know, it could be a little bit too of like Kim always kind of looking up to her big sister and wanting to be more like her. And, you know, Kyle and Kathy are 10 years apart. And, you know, Kyle's touching on this, like that's a pretty big age gap. And I'm sure for most of, you know, Kyle's life, Kathy kind of thought like she was almost like the babysitter, you know, and kind of had to look after her. Um, And then as they've gotten older, I think, you know, they've definitely developed a relationship, but as with any family, there's ups and downs. And I don't know. I, I agree. I feel like the whole family makes sense. It kind of makes me, this would never happen, but I'm, I'm all in for a Kathy, Kim, Kyle spinoff where we see their kids interact. Like, I mean, like to me, we don't have the Kardashians. I could do a Hilton Richards spinoff. So, you know, that was a, it's supposed yeah. to be what Beverly Hills, like when That's, Beverly Hills started, yeah. that was the intention was, well, it wasn't going to be with Kathy. Kathy, I think, I think Kathy, they wanted Kathy in it. Well, they were going to do one with Kim and Kyle and Kathy wasn't sure how much she was going to film. And so that's why they decided to go with Beverly Hills, real housewives, because they thought if they had other women in there, it might do better. Yeah. So, but I, I mean, I think now I am surprised we haven't had anything with Kim, although it sounds like she's really like locked herself down with COVID maybe next season. We'll get to see her more. Um, I would be open to that, but we can't end this wrap up on Beverly Hills without going back to the party and talking about the moment between Sutton and Erica. I felt like it was overhyped. Honestly, I didn't like, I mean, I get like, I think Erica always loves to go after people that way. We've seen her do it with Teddy. We've seen her do it with Dorit. I thought it was actually like kind of underwhelming. What? I loved it. You thought it was underwhelming. Oh. Abby, I think to strongly disagree on this one, but I mean, the fact that Sutton laughed at Erica's face, the whole, I just was like living for it the entire thing. Like I I just thought the facial expressions, how Rena or not Rena, how EJ was just like, okay, Miss South, like Southern roared about your fucking reputation. And then, you know, Sutton is like laughing. And I just thought the entire moment was. Like I devoured it. I think next week is going to be a lot more intense. And I look more forward to that. I felt like this was just like a little teaser. I think they hyped it up a little bit more. I mean, from what we saw, it didn't really even last that long. Like, I feel like, you know, Sutton kind of laughed it off and was like, okay. And then like, obviously that pissed Erica off. And I think Dorit was like, wait, I want more screen time. And she kind of brought it back, back to her. Uh, I'm I'm not surprised that Erica went after her. She always, I think she's someone that if she hears something, like she loves to bring it up in a group setting and just really, I think sometimes put way more drama and energy into something than it needs to be. But I'm more looking forward to next week's. uh, I am looking forward to next week, but I disagree. I thought it lived up to the moment for me. I thought there was a lot of things like between Kyle's facial reactions, like, in that snippet of time, I got a lot out of it. So I enjoyed it, but next week, you're right. Next week is labeled the dinner from hell part two, which I mean, the dinner from hell, it'll be really hard to top that medium being like, know that, know that. Um, but I can't wait. I think we will get pretty close. Okay. Roni, your note. I agree. 
most enjoyable episode all season. Not saying much. It was great. Everybody for the most part kind of got along. Um, they're back together. It, I feel like it's one of these episodes. It's like, I look at my notes or I think about it. I'm like, what really happened? Like, yes, they went back to Ramona's Hampton house, but like what truly happened? Sonia had COVID. We literally four weeks elapsed. I mean, we will discuss all the runny rumors on Patreon, but that sums it up. I mean, I think it was an enjoyable next week's the finale. There's still no reunion. So that was, that was it. I mean, all right, well, let's hop over to Potomac where they're still on a trip. I feel like these trips feel so long because they're going places where typically it would be like two nights (laughs) and now they're staying at them for like five nights because they're not doing these big trips because we're still in the middle of the pandemic. So, um, I'm like, God, it feels like they've kind of already been at this house for a while and they're still there next week. Um, we pick right back off with, I mean, Giselle and Karen and their drama. It, to me, I'm kind of loving that this has like been drawing out every episode because each time we, someone says something new that I just think is hilarious. Oh my God. I, I, that's why we love this feud between them because they're so good at their takes between the two of them. Like, I just love that Karen says, I don't trust my life in her hands. Like, it's so fucking dramatic. Well, and they're doing water aerobics. It's not like she's saying, we're going to do a trust fall. Like, you know, she's literally like water aerobics in a pool that doesn't look like it's all that deep. But that that really cracked me up. Uh, Ashley shows up. And, you know, I think it's great that she's there. And she starts talking about how, you know, the first time she had so much anxiety leaving the house. And now she's doing it, you know, early on. So she can be social because she realizes that's what helps her. But when she was talking about the placenta and they showed the footage, I love the fact that production was gagging because they had to get that footage and they kept that in there. Uh, it was gross. They talked about it on Bravo chat room. I, I watched because Karen was on there with Giselle and I thought, oh my God, I got to see these two go head to head and see how Giselle's going to keep it together professionally. And the producer, his name's James was on and they said it looked like it's one thing Portia was like, yeah, I had my, um, ate my placenta too, but they just made it into a pill. She's like, it looked like they were frying it <laughs> like bacon. And then like, it was just too much. It was way too much. Yeah. I, I, all of these, uh, Vanderpump people are really into that. Stassi, okay, so the, all yeah. of them post all the Vanderpump girls posted about it. I mean, it's not something I would want to do necessarily. Um, but I feel like it's, it's definitely a, a trend. It's for, also not cheap. It's not no, it's cheap. very expensive. It's very expensive. It's not cheap to do. Um, my placenta almost killed me. So I want nothing like, to do with placenta. my fuck that placenta, yeah. but it's, it's interesting. Anyhow, I also love that Karen said she dressed up like wonder woman at the pool. She looks nothing like Wonder Woman. I know, but she was just wearing red and boots. I'm like, girl, Wonder Woman had on gold. She had blue. Like it just makes me laugh. Karen just makes me laugh. You guys know I love Karen. So she just gives me giggles and makes me laugh throughout that. I loved it. Um, so then they're all, you know, they break from the pool. I just will say too, one thing I love about Ashley. So they're all sitting around at lunch before they do their bourbon whiskey, whiskey. Yeah. Whiskey tasting. I loved Ashley is like, I'm trying to cause everyone thinks that like Sutton's asking too many questions and stuff. Ashley is Sutton times 10. And I love it. She's just like, not afraid to go there with the questions and really ask stuff that like, 
probably is none of her business, but we're all wondering. I'm like, she I, wasn't even there. Which yeah. Is what makes me laugh so <laughs> she much. She missed the entire her. event, but she's got an opinion on it. Oh, got a thousand percent. So she's like, so you were crying and like, after a while, I was like, wait a second, Ashley, you weren't even there. Like, why are you getting so involved? But Ashley is what makes Ashley such a dynamic and such one of the best housewives, in my opinion, because she has so many layers and she pot stirs like, oh, if there was a gold, a medal for pot stirring, it'd go to Ashley Darby a thousand percent. So she kind of then like ignites Wendy. And then Wendy goes after uh, Giselle, which like, we kind of know, like Giselle set this up when she made some of the comments that she made. I I feel like the whole Wendy and Giselle thing, it feels like to me, like they're having like a different conversation. Like, it seems like what they're both getting mad at and how they're both like perceiving things aren't really what's being said. And I kind of feel like some of the other women are like, what the hell? Like, we don't even know how to help like mediate this because we don't understand like they're fighting about like apples and oranges, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, the fight had a lot of layers. So we had Ashley confronting Wendy, Wendy, then getting super pissed, Wendy, then going like, and before that, they were all having a good time. Like, I want to give a moment and a shout out to Robin and taking all the shots or taking the um, tastings and treating them as shots and getting ridiculously drunk through all of this because it was hilarious to watch. And the guy loved it. Oh my God. The guy loved it. She just threw those back and she's like, go, go, go. Yeah. Yeah. And so then, you know, Wendy comes back and he calls out Ashley starts to call out uh, Giselle. Giselle is like sipping from a straw, no reaction. Wendy immediately is like, you do not disrespect my family that way. Girl, you know, she starts to go off. Sounds like she's about to put her hands on her. The entire time, Giselle and true Giselle fashion, say what you want about Giselle, but she makes fabulous television because she appears unbothered the entire time. She's like, I'm going to let Wendy do this to herself and go off. I mean, I understand why Wendy's upset. Um, Wendy's pissed off at Giselle for not coming to her about these rumors, going to everyone else and having Ashley do her dirty work versus talking to her directly. Um, I get it. I mean, I don't know that it was like necessarily apples and oranges to me, but I understand why Wendy got upset, but she started to get me, lost me a little bit as she got more and more upset. Yeah, I think, so I get her saying, hey, if you heard a rumor, why would you not just come to me? I also think Ashley picked the worst time. It would have been like, there was no break. You know, she's like, I'm leaving and I really need to have this conversation. Why not say, hey, Wendy, I didn't get a chance to talk to you one-on-one. Can we get lunch sometime? Like, if you truly were concerned, there was a better way to, to approach it with Wendy. And so I get why she was upset with that. But she was saying, like, you're attacking my family. I don't know if I think she's actually attacking it. You know, this was in a, they were in the blogs. We all saw this too. It was, you know, Bravo accounts had posted about it. It wasn't like this was like some secret that, it wasn't like what Teresa did where she was like, I heard from somebody that, you know, at the gym, he does stuff. I can't tell you who I heard it from. And like, everyone else is like, yeah, we haven't heard this rumor. This is really bizarre that you're continually bringing this up. Like this was something that was out there. I also think Ashley should have approached it from Giselle knows that you two have been having like some, you know, issues related to your appearance and the way you're acting. But we both have had stories about our husbands or our significant others in blogs and in like gossip, you know, columns. And we were here for you. What we don't believe there's any truth to it, but we know how hard it is to see that. 
I think it would have been completely different. I thought that was kind of what Ashley's intent was originally. And so I get why like Wendy was like upset about it, but I feel like then she was trying to imply that Giselle almost like said this on purpose in order to like get with Eddie because she thinks he looks like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. I'm like, Wendy, she's starting girl. to lose me. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> this is we are have we are talking apples and oranges because like I don't think Giselle has ever made a statement like mm, if I could get me some some Eddie Idris Elba. Like, yeah, she was like, yeah, because my husband looks like Idris Elba, and you said you want to bang him all night long. I'm like, whoa, 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 Wendy, we are jumping. No, like, yeah, you're not- right, you're right. That moment, like she lost. That's where she lost me. I'm like, okay, you had a point up until then. And I think Giselle was being messy. I just love that Ashley's like, I'm going to come in for the afternoon just for my <laughs> mental health. Um, just and ruin everyone else's time. mental health. And then health. basically <laughs> ruin everybody. Like lights a shit storm, a fire of just, you know, getting It's like that meme business. of that little girl, like smiling yes. with the fire. I mean, that was... That was Ashley. She was just like, oh, hey, here I am. And I will say throughout the entire episode, and again, I find it weird that I'm even saying these words, but Candace made me laugh. She was Her great. confessionals, I was really, yeah. I was enjoying it. And I cannot wait for the rest of the season. We'll discuss the mid-season trailer in our Patreon. Okay, so with that, we are at our shout out. Um, we haven't discussed this one, but I actually think we'll both probably agree with us and have the same one. I want to give my shout out to Mani um, and all the other amazing black creators, um, particularly Mani. Um, we're calling out because we have a true friendship with her beyond podcasting and Instagram world. We talked about it on our Instagram stories, um, but there have just been like several things leading up to it. Um, and then it seemed like there was a lot of just horrible comments that came out um, and related to some other things that really had nothing to do with one another, um, in my opinion, but a lot of really hateful comments were being directed over on Moni's page. And she has since decided to take a break from podcasting and Instagram for her mental health, which we fully support. Um, but I think just these hateful comments, I will say, I had somebody ask me like, how many mean comments and messages do you think you get? And I was like, I bet it's 2%, 98% of them are positive, great, enlightening, eye-opening. Like people really do like, even if we did something they, they disagree with, they typically approach us in a very, very nice way. That being said, you do fixate on that 2%. It's hard to hear some of the things that people say when they just don't like you for really no reason. And they don't even know you personally. So I want to give our shout out to Bonnie. Um, I know a lot of you have sent us messages saying that you're supporting her. I want us to send her um, your messages of support and love. And we are definitely relaying those. Love it. And you're right. I totally agree. And you know, I think you, we are so lucky to have such a great, open-minded, kind, like great listeners, followers, parents, non-parents, people, just great people. So thank you for being like nice, kind people. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it sucks to say that. No, well, we don't have the same like, hatred. Yeah. But I, I don't, we don't get that. And, you know, even me as a, a woman of color and when I'm ta- discussing race or sharing my opinions on social justice issues or, you know, we'll discuss it. We'll go there, especially if it impacts us directly. But thank you all for just being nice. I mean, I, that's sad to say. That's mm-hmm. a lot to ask for these days, but it is. So thanks for being nice. Um, I don't think I have another shout out to add. 
other right. than that. So I love that. Well, as you said, thank you guys so much for supporting us truly. Like I, when I see some of those comments, it makes me really happy that we really don't have to deal with that. And we have like such great, like Vanessa said, just like welcoming, inclusive followers, listeners, you guys mean the world to us. If you haven't already done so, um, because you're so awesome and amazing, we would love it. If you would subscribe to our podcast, hit five stars. If you have a minute, maybe even 45 seconds, write us a review. We've been getting some great ones lately and we really appreciate it. And then of course, if you're not following us on Instagram at real moms of Bravo, you're missing out. You get a lot of the tea. Uh, it happens sometimes hourly, uh, during these crazy weeks. Um, and then also over on our Patreon for as little as $3 a month, you can listen to our deep dives into the top headlines, the mid season trailer reviews, or just opening trailer reviews. Um, so if you can't get enough Bravo head over to patreon.com backsplash black. I say this every time I want new backsplash. And I think this is just coming out subconsciously backslash real moms of Bravo. And with that, we will catch you next week.